like uh, Maddie, who was on the podcast last week, she posted that she was today years old whenever she found out what uh, Netflix and chill meant. Oh, yes. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I actually had no idea whenever it first came when that phrase came out and I asked a couple, I was like, yeah, we could do an engagement session. You know, we can go, you know, go hiking or we can go like to the beach or, you know, go to a candy shop or, you know, Netflix and chill or whatever y'all do. <laughs> like, okay, whoa. <laughs> like, don't, don't want that one. We're, we're good there. What kind of photographer did we hire? <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. What? Yeah, going. I am logged into Zoom. <laughs> You're like, I'm literally in a meeting I'm, right now. I'm literally on Zoom right now. <laughs> oh, no. CAPTCHA code. Oh, no. Ah, I don't know what those are. <laughs> sure. Maybe that. Nope. <laughs> um, I feel like Nick Miller. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's where the where the crossing guards are (laughs) we're we're just chatting tonight uh this super super low-key episode um we've got some drinks we've got i realized that i have a pretty pretty heavy pour on this (laughs) this whiskey it's all good it's good it's super smooth so it it doesn't seem like it's that much yeah it's fine Mm. I it's like Japanese whiskey, so you know the. I don't know what that says about me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so John and I will just be really transparent. There's a lot of times when there is not a guest scheduled for the show, where we're like, "Hey, let's do a show together." You know, just the two of us. What will our topic be and we usually have several voxers going back and forth trying mm-hmm. to figure out what they'll be where <laughs> john reads off all the ones that we've talked about doing in the past and this time like nothing really like i was just like Ugh, i'm not feeling anything yeah i'm just they're they're all good topics and everything totally nothing really felt it either felt like <clears throat> it's yeah, heavy i don't know it's it's just not not the doesn't seem like the the time or the vibe for that one or it was stuff that we would definitely need a little bit more time to yeah put together like some some bullet points for yeah yeah so my uh 
So basically what happened was I was driving to a bridal session tonight um, and was just like, hey, you know what? I've been like super burned out. I feel like we should just talk about burnout and how real that is for a lot of us, especially in this climate right now. Like I know burnout happens in any time um, you put too much on yourself or whatever. But right now, like, I think a lot of us are struggling with, you know, we've had, we had what, two months where we couldn't work. And then, Mm -hmm. and then we had all of those reschedules because of those two months. And now my rescheduled wedding started in July and are going through the fall. And I've already like gotten to the point where all I have done for the past three weeks is edit or shoot. Literally, that's pretty much it. And I'm just tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a lot. My, my rescheduling hasn't hit as hard yet. I've had a few. Um, I guess my first one was in like early August, um, or no, late, late July. I had one in late, late July from, uh, like March, but, um, but yeah, I've had like one, one a month, one in July, one in August. I've got one coming up in, uh, like less than two weeks. Um, but October and November and December is where a lot of my reschedules move to. So I'm like on the front end having of a baby. This. Yeah. And we're having a baby in like two weeks, uh, at least due dates in two weeks. So could be tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, could be. Who knows, who knows with babies? Uh, I know Y'all's that, babies like, though. You tend to go overdue. We, yeah. Maddox was two days over. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't terrible. Wasn't too bad. It wasn't like Lydia 18 days over. Yeah. Uh, Lydia was like cozy comfy and like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was holding out for April if she could make it. Uh, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're, we're hoping, we're getting a feeling like, uh, like this one, she's going to be a little bit early. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, that would be good. But for Taylor. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah, we have, I don't know. I feel like I'm not overwhelmed right now, but I can see it on the horizon and I'm like trying to take precautions of what can I do to set up some, some, something uh, <laughs> that just protect from getting burnout, getting overwhelmed. Um, Cause I've got a, a lot of weddings uh, like from, Oh, I don't know. In October and November, I have like nine or 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. And see, normally but, cap it at like three or four weddings a month. Yeah. My cap, the most I will do is five per month. And that mm-hmm. is not like consecutive months. So right. I like to keep it like three to four max. And, mm-hmm. uh, I did not really for some reason I just didn't foresee like how much work I don't know why I I, I literally like I think that I was just in denial <laughs> and just like it'll be fine it's fine right, yeah. so like I personally shot nine weddings in July and then our team shot two so I'm you know I, I have to edit all of that yeah 
and then also had a lot of engagements and bridals and all kinds of things in between that as well that were reschedules from the spring. Mm -hmm. So it just all of a sudden everything was due and I was keeping up with my shoots pretty easily. But my weddings, I don't know what happened. Like, it, I think because I was just so busy, I was just shooting constantly that I really didn't have much time to edit at all yep. during July or even the beginning of August that it just like all of the sudden, all of them were due. And mm. I was like, I'm having to like edit weddings like in two days just to get them out even a week late. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> and thankfully my couples have been super gracious. Like mm-hmm. when I've, I've emailed them and told them like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like this just kind of took me by surprise. I don't know. I, I should have been prepared for this, but I was not. And it's going to be at least a week before you get your gallery. And all of them have been so gracious and so sweet. I'm so thankful for that. But the pressure is still there. The pressure to get it done is still there. And the yeah. next one, like thinking about like, okay, once I finish this one, I still have another one and I still have another one, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have been like sitting in front of my computer for like 10 hours a day at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even like, you know, we went on a vacation recently. We went to uh, uh, Port Aransas, um, which is what we do yearly. And I still had to work a half day every day I was there. So I really didn't even get much of a vacation either. Mm-hmm. So it's just been constant. You know, we, we bought this house. I haven't been able to do anything with it. Thankfully, like Chris stays at home and he takes care of the kids. He takes care of all the schooling and he's been, you know, putting the house together. But like, I haven't gotten to put my touch on anything at all, <laughs> you know? So it just yeah. kind of feels like I'm in limbo right now. We usually don't start putting our touch on anything until like six months after we've moved in. We're like, <laughs> Uh, now we're going to go ahead and empty these boxes. <laughs> uh, Put things on the wall. Just, make it feel I want to like decorate and I want to like in my office. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, I guess that is back there. Not me. Here so it comes in and like messes uh-huh. it up. And there's like, you know, art on the floor. His crayons are on the floor. It's fine. You know, it's a makeshift closet right there. (laughs) I feel like it's always like super hectic and just, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out whenever you first move in somewhere because you're trying to figure out like, okay, where is this actually going to go? Yeah. And do we want to put the bed here or would it be better on this side? And neither of us really know anything about feng shui and we're not big designers and we're also super indecisive so we'll like put <laughs> up the room we're like makes yeah, great combinations good and then like two weeks later we're like let's rearrange everything <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're currently we're uh because we're gonna have the baby in our room for you know first couple months or yeah whatever. um so we've got like a little bassinet and changing station and stuff and we were we have enough room right now to just like have it in the corner, but we are like, well, we could rearrange everything and like move our bed over here and then this over here and then we could move this. And we are just like, no, that would, that'd be, you know, that's, that's work. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. We don't need to add more work right now. (laughs) We'll add a rug and then. And that'll be good. Yeah. Something good. But. Uh. So you and I, I know we deal with stress in very different ways. 
Um, yes. So, John, how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with burnout? Tell um, us. I don't. Uh, <laughs> which, which is yes, you do, though. I you do. do it in different, like, no, I mean, you like, don't retract. I, yeah, I, I don't often realize that I'm feeling burnout or overwhelmed as I'm, as I'm in it until I've been burnout for a while. Um, and then I'm like, Oh, that's why I'm so tired. And that's why Mm -hmm. this and that, because, um, I'm a Enneagram six. So whenever I go to stress, I go to three, which is the achiever. And I'm always wanting to work and get things done. And I tend to like dive into work a lot. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to do this. Like whenever COVID hit, I was like, Oh yeah. All right, full force. Cool. Let's go. I'm going to take this workshop and I'm going to go, uh, you know, pay this to do a mentorship and I'm going to do this and do that. And I'm going to redo my website and I'm going to, and those, I, I just oh, dove yeah. into it because that was my stress of, I've got to do something because yeah. uh, if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that was beneficial, but uh, I would have liked to enjoy, I know, I, I kept seeing all of these people that were like, you know, quarantine's not too bad, like, getting to catch up on all my shows and do this and do that. I, mean, like, I, I have not, like, I, I am so much busier now because uh, I'm trying to do all these things and I have a, a giant to-do list. Um, mm-hmm. But Yeah, that's what you do. You push in. I push in until until you break down until I break down because um, I think it was 2018 maybe yeah mm-hmm. it was 2018 because I had a super busy June of 2018 mm-hmm. um, where I had like back to back double header weekends um, I had one triple header weekend and then I mm-hmm. like went into a heavy early July too so yeah. it was like six weeks and. I don't know, 10 or 11 weddings. And it was, it was a lot. And I did not have the, um, the workflows that I have now. And I did Mm. not have a lot of the stuff that I have that makes it easier. Um, I was editing everything by myself. Um, at that time I was still editing every single thing in the same catalog. So I would have about 20,000 images in one catalog and it's just moving super slowly. Uh, Yeah. And then I learned that in Lightroom, you can create multiple catalogs for multiple shoots, um, which if you don't know that, I've mentioned this on the podcast multiple times because it was, it's a game changer. Like yep. it, it would take forever to just render one photo and then I'd have to edit it. And then I go to the next one and it was taking me eight, 12, 15 hours to edit one wedding. Yeah. Um, but I went through all of that and, um, and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until my body physically gave out. And I was like bedridden for a week where I was just achy and I could not get up. I did not have the flu. I didn't have anything. I wasn't feverish or anything like that. It just, my body gave out and I had to, it was like, no, no, I need, I need time. Cause I wasn't, I, I also wasn't taking any days off. I wasn't 
taking off Sunday. I was like, yeah, we'll go to church. We'll have lunch. And then I'm back to working. And that's how I am right now. (laughs) And I have, I have weeks that are like that every now and then. Uh, I mean, the last few kind of have been where I don't get like a full day off, which was nice that last weekend we went, and took our little baby moon and went down to Port O'Connor and had like a yeah. 48 hour trip. It's awesome. And we had no Wi-Fi and we had uh, no very little cell signal. So I wasn't responding to any emails and I was like, hopefully no one needs me. That's awesome. <laughs> we don't have anything down here. Yeah, um, that's great. But yeah, I tend to definitely push in whenever, um, stress comes and I start feeling overwhelmed like that, which is not, uh, not super healthy or healthy or helpful. (laughs) I got it. It's fine. Yeah, It works. Uh, so, okay. What I was going to say is I just feel like so many podcasts are just talking about the achieving part of our job about what we can do to grow Mm -hmm. the great things that people are doing and that nobody ever really sits down and just says like, I'm real tired guys. Like I have taken on more than I can handle and I know it and it sucks sometimes. And this is kind of our life sometimes. And, um, it happens more often than we'd like to admit And I think part of that is because we are entrepreneurs at heart. And so our goal is always to, you know, provide for our family. um, Mm -hmm. And and to please our clients. Greater ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to please our clients and to, um, to be the thing for everyone. And, um, and that is hard it's it's hard to admit when you feel this way it's hard to admit when you're just like you have so much to do and you don't want to let people down um but it's a reality of our job and i think that we should talk about it more and i think that there should be an open space for us to say especially in like one of the reasons why I told John, I think we should do this is because I feel like this is a safe space for us. We're speaking Mm -hmm. to other people in our community. We're not talking to our clients. This has nothing to do with our clients. Honestly, like they didn't do anything wrong. Like our, our clients, you know, I, I personally love my clients, um, and you know, find no faults in them for this. Um, but, but it is a reality of our, of our life sometimes of, of our job sometimes, because we are boss, we are secretary, we are HR, we are social media director. We are, we are all of the things for our job for most of us. You know, some of us Mm -hmm. do um, have the ability to um, outsource some of these things. And that's great. If you can do that, I highly recommend it. I started using an editor just recently and she's been amazing. Highly recommend Allie. I don't know if she's taking on any more people, but Allie Matei. Um, and she's done great for me, but that also has, <laughs> a lot of you have heard me talk about how I edit and bridge. Well, in order to do an editor, <laughs> Uh-huh. You have to do Lightroom um, because you need to do the smart previews. That's just the easiest way to get them <laughs> the um, the images for them to edit and then send you that back. And so 
um, I have had to learn Lightroom through all of this. And so it's, it, sometimes it feels a little overwhelming just to put together an album for her to edit even. So, you know, but I encourage you, if you can outsource, outsource some of, of your workload. But for those of us who are not able to, like we are everything for our jobs and for our business. And that is a lot. And it's daunting sometimes. And I just think that we should be open and honest about it to not only just to say like it happens to us too, um, but to say like, it's okay. Like you're going to get through this. We as a community want to support each other and love on each other and say like, I was telling John, I was like, misery loves company. Like, you know, like that old adage, like we want to know that we're not the only one who is having a hard time right now or Mm -hmm. that has gone through this ever before, because you may not be having a hard time right now, but somebody else is, and you can encourage them and say, Hey, I've been there. Mm -hmm. there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You can't see it right now, but I promise you it's there. Just keep chugging along. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Cheer each other on. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why we did this, right? We wanted to build a community of people that cared about each other, that cheered each other on. And so I highly encourage you to, um, you know, create those friendships within our community and check on each other and say, hey, I'm here for you if you just want to vent you know, because sometimes it just feels good to just be like, today sucks. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? especially if you've, if you've had some uh, more needy clients that mm-hmm. are like, you know, I <clears throat> I recently had a, a, a meeting with um, a bride and she was asking a bunch of questions and we had set it up for like an hour um, and I didn't have anything directly after, but we ended up talking for a little over two hours of just all the things. And she had a bunch of questions and I'm always saying like, whatever you need, if you have any questions, I'm here. Like I'd I'd love to help plan all the things. And she took me up on that and was like, what do you think about centerpieces and what are some good this and what is that? And I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're going to, we're talking about more than photography, but I will let you know. Um, and you know, some sometimes I don't know. I, I I like what you said about like we. You don't have to be going through the same thing um, at the same time. Like uh, like I've I've been very overwhelmed before and very burnt out. Um, you know, in 2018, there was like I even talked uh, to Taylor, my wife, about possibly not continuing on doing photography because I was just like. I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel inspired anymore. I don't feel like it's, it's become more of a job. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it does feel that way when you're in that space. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. hard to be inspired when you're so overwhelmed with everything, the back end of everything that you have to do. Yeah. It feels daunting to add another shoot, you know, right. or to. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And, and my mindset back then was, I was wanting to get published and I was wanting to, Mm. you know, get on these, you know, Instagram inspiration pages and all that kind of stuff. And that was my goal on the wedding day. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to do all of these photos and I'm going to set this up and I really want to get this one shot. And then I would take so much time to get that one shot and like, Oh, but we only got like three other couples portraits. Cause I was trying to get that one shot mm. and it still didn't turn out. And it was yeah. stuff like that, that 
it kind of like took my mind off of this is about the couple. This is for their day. Yes. I need to be there. I need to show up for them. Um, I think that really helps too. I, it has for me in this space where I do feel burned out during the week, but even last weekend, like just reminding yourself that what you do is not just a job for one thing that you're literally capturing memories that their children's children will one day see. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, God, God willing. Um, and, and reminding yourself that we are artists at the end of the day and that we need to, I, I've lately been telling myself like before I get to a wedding, like, okay, try to find some, a a unique angle or try something new at every wedding, because if you're not trying something new, you're going to get so bored. Yep. Um, because as artists, like we're, we want to create and doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that is rough. So I try to do a new pose with the couple or a new angle thing. Like I, I try a new lighting situation, like something different at every wedding. And that I feel like helps keep it a little bit more fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, having that something new, something that you can work on, something exciting. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because yeah, a lot of weddings are pretty much the same, especially if you're shooting at a venue that you've shot at over and over times. again. Yes. You're like, okay, yeah, we're going to get oh, this little. I, I especially have been trying to do that at venues that I've been shooting at a lot. Like mm-hmm. I shoot out at Peach Creek a lot. And so I've been really trying to see how I can do it differently, you yeah. know, and, and think about like, how do I, how do I capture this in a unique way that nobody else has um, to, you know, shake it up a little bit. Um, and then also I would say even through burnout, there are a couple of things that are getting me excited because, okay, wedding days, like we don't get to plan those, right? We just get to shoot them. So we don't always get to pick the colors that we like or the dresses that we like or any of that stuff, or even the experience sometimes can be a little crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, um, if you're in a spot where you're feeling burned out, I encourage you to maybe put together a style shoot of something like super creative. That's, well, itch that for you, you know, we'll scratch that itch for you. Um, I've got mm-hmm. two really fun style shoots coming up that I, it is kind of getting me through this. Cause I'm like, I know it's going to be more work and I'm going to have to like edit those two, but it's going to be stuff that like I'm excited about and I helped create. And so like that, that to me is important too. It's important as artists to be able to, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, create, like experiment not, and create on your own, and yeah, well, express, express yourself through your art with your own creativity, and not just capturing somebody else's ideas. Because that's great, and I love, love that that's my job. Like, I love that I get to capture people's wedding days. Like, I love weddings more than anything. 
but I also, there are some times where like, I just want to do my thing. I want to put together the color schema. I want to pick the flowers out. I want to pick the dress that the girl wears. I want to pick, you know, the, the venue and all of the things. Um, so, you know, even if you put something small together, just to, yeah, I mean, stretch yourself, I have just a styled engagement shoot that I'm doing exactly. Yeah. I don't know a week or so. And it's just an idea. It's very different than your average engagement session. And I was just like, I'm just going to find some people that I think would be good for this. And we're going to go do it. And it'll be, I mean, I'm not making any money off of it. It's like a personal project. Yeah. Um, but and on top of that, then you can attract people who will want those types of shoots, who will want those types of flowers, who will want those types of dresses that how you get to be to where you are shooting things that you love almost all the time. Cause it's never going to be all the time when you're a hired hand, you know, like, right. Yes. At the end of the day, we are a hired hand. Like we love our clients. We want to be close to them. We want to have relationships with them. Some of them end up being very close friends, but at the end of the day, like we are hired. Great. Let's let's try to like push to where we are attracting those clients who are going to help us itch that or scratch that itch, you know? Oh yeah. You know, and by doing that, you're like, you're showing what you want to shoot Mm -hmm. and you're attracting the people that want that as well. Um, Because we we always say like, share what you want to shoot. Like if you want to do elopements, um, like you can even set up a styled shoot for an elopement and then share those photos. Or you can even do like have multiple couples come out and you can do like three different couples and they all have their, they're all getting like 15 minutes or something doing yep. this styled elopement. And then you have three different elopements that you can show and maybe, you know, different areas of wherever you're setting up. But yeah. if you're, if you're not wanting to do big weddings anymore and you're wanting to move toward that, I think that's a great idea. And, and it, it also, uh, cause big weddings can be, uh, just, you know, the same. I, I know yeah. that, you know, a lot of my photographer friends that aren't in the wedding business, that's one of the reasons why they're not in the wedding business is because it just sounds like the same thing every weekend. And, and they have no, I mean, not much uh, creative control over it. Yeah. Like, it can't be like super, super creative unless that's your style and the couple's hiring you to just be super creative the right. entire time. Yeah. Um, but most of the time they're not, they're wanting you to capture the day as it is. And then you can be creative every now and then. Yeah. Which I, I will say as my Enneagram three, as, as an Enneagram three, uh-huh. I think weddings are actually perfect for me because of my achiever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like, I want to achieve like perfection in every way. <laughs> and it does give me the opportunity to, do it better the next time. You know what I mean? Like I can see where I could do the same thing, but better next time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it works for me, but yeah, for people who need something different every, like for every shoot, I get that. I get how weddings can seem monotonous and Mm -hmm. boring, but I mean, personally I love them. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't still be doing weddings. Uh, right. But, yeah. But I also like I took um, a, a, a fervoristi says that like he does like ninety eight photos for the couple and then two for himself. So mm-hmm. it's like ninety eight percent of the day. You're taking photos for the couple. You're taking right. photos for their legacy, for yep. you know, for them to to show for generations and all that. And make then, sure grandma gets her portrait. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All all the kind of monotonous stuff that's pretty much the same for every way. Yeah. Um, but then two percent of the day, you're doing stuff for yourself, and you're mm-hmm. coming to that wedding with like. I've shot at this venue a hundred times or, you know, maybe 10 times a uh, hundred times is a lot for one, one venue. Um, but you've shot there a ton and you're like, you know what? I've never taken a photo uh, during the first dance from upstairs. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to set up, I'll, I'll hire a second shooter if I don't normally have one and have them get the safe shots. And I'm going to try this, risky shot this creative one yes uh, and you know even if i mean first dance songs are you know a couple minutes long you can get some safe shots and then go up there and try something new but like just having two three things in your back pocket that's just like i'm excited to try this yep um because uh, receptions are that for me now where because yeah, you've been like, putting out some really cool stuff hey, for yeah, thanks thanks i've been i've been trying to do more um more interesting things than just because i used to just stay on the dance floor and i would just shoot the dance floor yeah the entire like four hours yeah and and that was it that was the whole reception um but i've been trying to do more creative stuff and like i'm gonna shoot the dance floor for most of that four hours because that's where the action is that's where most of the people are if you have a good dj and uh and then i'm gonna go do some interesting stuff shooting through curtains or i was gonna say that that shot through the curtains at peach creek was like so good thanks so so good i was Uh, like (laughs) how did you even pull that off because you can't use a flash from back there because you're behind the curtain like Mm -hmm. break it down for me tell me what you did i'll do it um so i was taking a break (laughs) (laughs) all the best pictures start it was yeah it was early august it was you know texas is a hundred and something degrees and we had just been outside so we came inside i was super hot and sweaty and like i had my my lighting set up for the dance floor um where i have two lights on each corner kind of getting getting from the angles and then i'll have one handheld speed light and i was taking a break just drinking some water i think i had a beer back there too i don't know um and i just went back to where the caterers were uh or where where they were set up and there were just a couple curtains i was like oh that'd be cool if i like close these curtains a little bit and just like got a sliver of the dance floor and then they started playing some song i don't think it was ymca but it was some song where you like there was a part where you like lift up your hands or something. Uh, maybe it was like a Bruno Mars song or something where I don't know. Um, but I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. 
Uh, so I still had my trigger and everything set up and I just, uh, was able, it was already exposed for the dance floor. So I just played around with my handheld flash to get the curtains to where they weren't blown out and just shot through that. And, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was was like the chandelier and like the people dancing. It was really, the The composition was on point. First couple shots were not great. Uh, like I, I was getting, I was, I was too high and I was getting Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who were just like sitting in front of me and I did not Uh get the chandelier. And then I saw the chandeliers and how they were like purple. I was like, Oh, if I get down here, I can get this angle. Um, And it was all just because I was like, I had that, that creative, uh, mindset, Uh um, even while I was trying to take a break. And yeah. And I was like, oh no, I saw this thing. Okay, I can't take a break now. <laughs> Always. But, but I think yeah, I think that happens. helps a lot to to not get burnt out. Uh, yeah. Because. I agree. Yeah. You know, and then you're excited about those pictures too, and right, it makes yeah. you want to dig in more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So one one thing that I've been trying to do because I uh, I rescheduled a lot of weddings for October and November. Uh, due to COVID. I kind of mentioned that earlier. And I have seen for a couple of months that this was going to be a very busy time um, for for me. Like, I'm just going to have a ton of editing. I've got, most of them are mine. I have one associate wedding in that time, but most of those are going to be me too. So I have all of that time that I'm, I'm out shooting and then I have all the editing. So in order to help kind of curb, um, what could be a lot of overwhelm, um, cause I, I am quite the perfectionist when it comes to editing photos and I will, I'll spend way too much time on it. And it has kept me from hiring an editor for the longest time because I was Ooh. like, no. Like, Ditto. I, I, I'm so glad I found Allie because she is very similar to myself. She's a photographer herself, a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, all right, I see you. Right? <laughs> yeah. It worked out. Yeah. And I've, I've tried a couple of different places. I tried to train someone to me too. for me. And that – it, it kind of worked out, but like they, they weren't photographers. So they were just like, I, don't know, does this look I think there's right? something to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I recently hired on uh, freedom edits to do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Editing. I've heard great things about them. Yeah. I, I had too. And I had heard great things for years <laughs> and I was like, no, not going to, I'm going to edit my own stuff. No one can do this like me. And then I sent them a gallery and they sent back test images. And I was like, that looks like me. And <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, I would just change this a little bit. This one's a little bit too warm for my tastes. And then they sent them back and I was like, yeah, this is great. Like all I need to do is just like straighten it a little bit and it's perfect. So I'm, I'm very excited because that means that I'm not going to have to spend you know, tens of hours editing all these weddings coming up. You know, I'm, I'm still editing all the sneak peeks and uh, my second shooter stuff, but I'm sending out most of these things. And that was something that I saw like to be more efficient with my time and to use my time where it's more valuable. 
Yep. It made more sense. Um, oh, and- I've also, one thing that I've done to help uh-huh. is, um, so for my albums, mm-hmm. I have started using the Kisses, like Kiss, um, they have their album design that you can pay $49 for them to design your album. Right. 100% worth it. Yeah. So worth it. I mean, it's 50 bucks for them to design the album. That takes at least three hours off of my plate. Mm. And they do a fantastic job. So just another another tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard that they do a really good job doing that. Which the, 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 the good thing about outsourcing is the people who are designing these albums that's their nine to five job. Like that's what they do. Yep. They're very good at it. Yep. For us, it's like, yeah, I'd probably design an album every third wedding or so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's not all the time. Um, really, so I'm not super fast or efficient at it. Right. Yeah. Um, but in the same And they turn thing, it around in one day. Yeah. And the same thing with editing where that's what these people are doing. So it seemed, cause I had mine, it, they turned around, I got my edits back in like 48 hours for an entire wedding. And I was like, this is crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was like, how, like, how are they doing this? And I was like, oh yeah, that's what they're doing this entire time. All time. That's, yep. That's all that they're doing is just editing. Yep. Uh, so it makes it makes a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, that was something that I was trying to look at places where I'm not as efficient as I could be. And sure, I have to spend, you know, a few hundred dollars a month yep. on editing, but I'm saving hours and hours, which is worth well it. worth the few hundred dollars because uh, I can shoot more weddings and I can make a yep. lot more money. Um, so... Yeah. I, I also think that one thing to help if you're, if you're kind of seeing, like if you're in my boat right now where you're seeing you know, 2021 is going to be ridiculous with all the reschedules and then everyone who had planned to get married in 2020, but then they're like, you know what, I'm just going to wait till 2021 when things are a little bit yep. more settled down. I, I feel like a lot of us are going to be super busy in 2021. My 2021 yep. is already booking up uh, quickly, uh, quicker yep. than uh, I normally am in you know mid September, um, which is great. Uh, Same here. Not, yeah. Not yeah. complaining about that at all. Yeah. But, uh, I think that as we're looking into the future, uh, because that's how this business is, you can see how busy you're going to be in six months. Like mm-hmm. I know what my March is, my March in April is ridiculous right now. Um, and I need to start saying no to people, but, uh, but it's just, it's really, easy. no schmell. <laughs> um, but I feel like as we're looking forward at all of that, we can start seeing, uh, like just take a little bit of time and just write out all the things that you do in your business, um, which may take a lot of time and just see which ones you can outsource, which ones you can hire a virtual assistant to do your bookkeeping or Mm -hmm. hire, you know, hire a, a friend who is interested in getting into the wedding business 
yes they'll do some editing for you or they'll you know do some basic edits and then you can come through and and do the rest or if they're they really love album design and you know you don't go through kiss or you don't have you know the options of of something like yeah. that or like fundy software or something then hire them and uh take a little bit off your plate or even um i'm talking to my wife about possibly taking over doing like uh, client relationships and stuff mm, yeah and keeping track of like just the 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 simple emails of you know like leads and stuff yeah yeah like the initial leads and and things like that uh and, yeah. and just you know little little emails here and there that don't really i don't really need to be there to make decisions right um but like looking at all all the places where you could be a little bit more efficient and then finding ways of either buying a software if you don't have a client management system get one <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately um and we have some good ones we'll we'll put some some links in the show notes for sure yep. um, but but yeah doing that and then also taking time to schedule like scheduling time for yourself for like mental health time. Mm. Um, yeah. We've, we've talked about our kids and how we're going to allow them every now and then to just take a men mental health day from school and, you know, not, not a day to like sit at home and play video games, but like, a day, no. which, which some of it could be that, but I've always done that where like, cause kids get, they get burned out just like we do. And so I think it's important to recognize that in your kids and to be like, okay, maybe they're saying they're sick because they just really just day and they like that's their only way of getting out of going and being around people all the time and having all these expectations on them and like sometimes you just need to be like hey let's play hooky to get today let's go get lunch let's go hang out let's like take the day and you should do that for yourself too i'm telling this to myself i'm yeah. preaching to myself <laughs> yeah. preaching to myself oh yeah yeah i i know that i need to take more time um you know there's i feel like there's that hustle mentality Mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs mm -hmm. uh, you need to be hustling you need to be working all the time if you're not working on your business today then what are you doing mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, I get it I'm definitely there I I think about improving uh, you know the my workflows and I think about different strategies for oh and the blogs I need to write and the email templates blogs. that I need to write mm -hmm. yep and I, I'm constantly like, oh, I should update I, this on my website and mm -hmm. I should do this. And I should write this blog so that I can send this email to my brides like three weeks before their wedding so that they can have this knowledge so that this doesn't ever happen again. But also then that takes me time to actually write it and put mm -hmm. it together and do all of those things. I have a running list, man. Mm -hmm. Running list on my phone. Yeah. And one of the things that you can outsource is blogging. I know, but Just I don't voice, want to. Let's record what you want to say send it to someone to transcribe it or you can, there's like, you can pay $5 on like Fiverr and get someone to transcribe it for you. And then, and then you have your blog written. I know. And it's really sad though. Cause I love to write. Actually I do. I love writing, but I don't ever have time for it now. I feel like, 
Mm-hmm. It's really just my, let's be honest. It's my lack of organization. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I say that I am actually fairly organized when it comes to my business. I have workflows. I have a way of doing things, but it's my time management. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And also I have a weird tick where like I have to finish a project before I can start another project. So as an entrepreneur, that sets me back pretty good because entrepreneurs have to be doing like 10 things every day. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't have to be, but like, I know people talk about block scheduling and all that, blah, 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 whatever. You have to answer emails every day. You have to do your social media stuff every day. You have, you know, there are certain things that you have to do every day. Mm-hmm. And it's actually very hard for me to stop to know, like I have all of this editing to do for me to stop doing that because it's not finished yet to go and do answering emails, sending contracts, doing invoices, setting up social media, doing a blog post, like all of that stuff. That's very difficult for me and my mindset of like, I need to finish this project first or even like I have a couple of open houses coming up. I got to send like, I have one of my associates is going to be there for one of my open houses. I got to send her all the information for it. Mm-hmm. The, the virtual open houses that I'm going to be a part of, I, I haven't even read the emails. Like, <laughs> sorry if you're listening. It's very, those very long emails. Just <laughs> pretend like you didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll get done. I promise it'll get done. <laughs> but you know, like it's, <sighs> it's so hard. It is a lot. And I think all of us have mental blocks that we have to get over mental hurdles that we have to get over. One thing that has helped me with that. Cause I am, I'm very much the same way where like my, my Lightroom catalogs that are, you know, I've got one for each photo shoot now. Um, and it's very hard for me to close one and open up a different one before that first one is finished. And I may have a thousand photos in that first one, but the how does that work because i haven't done that yet will it 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 saves everything yes okay because i've been afraid to close about one. Oh yeah yeah it just you just open the catalog again wherever okay. it's saved um okay which if you want i can show you all that you know next time we're in person or something or do a screen share <laughs> after we finish this episode <laughs> but yeah it's I, one one thing that has helped me uh, a lot, which I have not been doing much lately, um, is um, like time blocking my workday. Uh, mm-hmm. And my workdays have been crazy because, you know, uh, pandemic and working from home and pregnancy and just life on top of all that. Yep. Um, but... Um, I, I try to block, like if I have four hours to work today, then I'm going to do two hours of editing and I block that off. And like by noon, if I'm starting at 10 by noon, I need to be where, wherever I am. I'm just no longer editing. And now I'm going to work on a blog for 30 minutes or now I'm going to work on emails for <laughs> whatever. Um, but having that time blocked off, uh, it, it really helps me keep myself accountable instead yeah. of just being like, now nah, I'm in the zone. I need to keep going. Um, cause you know, you can, you can get in the zone again. Um, and it's, it's really, can you, though? you can't, <laughs> 
JK. Yeah. But also like, like this, um, having support of each other and being, being open and vulnerable with other people in the industry. Like that's what we want for like for our Facebook group. Um, that's what we want for you guys to be able to come in there and be like, I feel super overwhelmed or I, you know, I did this. I accidentally formatted a a SD card. What do I do? Be okay to share those things (laughs) that could make you feel embarrassed. Could make you feel, you know, like I don't, I, I didn't know anything about, uh, the Lightroom catalog thing, but, uh, I was at a workshop and I was at Devin Robinson's workshop and then I was like, wait, what, <laughs> why are you opening a different one? And I, you know, I, I could have <laughs> not said anything and just been like, I don't know. I'll figure that I'll Google this later. But I was like, no, he's here. I'm going to ask. Um, and I definitely felt like the newbie uh, in the whole thing. Cause everyone was like, you have all of them in the same thing. Like, I don't know. And no one taught me how to use this. I just opened it up and was like, started clicking around. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we want this to be a place where y'all can feel open uh, to talk to each other, to ask questions, to share stories. Um, and by the way, what we're talking about is our Facebook group. So if you're listening to this and you are not a member of our Facebook group, please head over to it. Like we've been talking about tonight, like our whole goal is a, a safe space where we can ask questions without judgment. If you're new or if you've been doing this for, you know, three decades. It doesn't matter. We want this to be an open discussion and we want to be there to help you guys succeed in the best way that we possibly can. Now for me, when I get overwhelmed, I retract and I, I just like go into a little hole. So if you see me disappear for a little while, that's probably what's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I still, I'm for you. I'm reading your comments i'm reading your posts and i want you to succeed more than anything because i think the more that we succeed the better we can serve our community as a whole and i feel passionately about serving our community so um our clientele community that is um i mean i want to serve our community of entrepreneur photographers you know whatever as well but um i really I love our group so far and I love our, our conversations that we have. And I think that was, you know, the purpose for this podcast was to show that we're willing to put ourselves out there and say like, Hey, we're like, I'm having a hard time right now. I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I'm tired and I'm a little burned out right now. And I mean, I texted my husband today and I was like, I'm really sad that I'm not spending time with you guys and I miss you. And today I'm just really sad. And so you know, we all have those days and it's okay to have those days, but know you have a community behind you who wants to support you and love on you. Yeah. Okay. Off my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for sure. Open up to your community, whether it's this one or if you know, you have a local uh, like rising tide society in your area that you're a big part of, or if you've started your own, uh, you know, whatever happy hour photographer group. Heck yeah, do it. Like we have. Uh, (laughs) Except for we haven't been able to meet in months because of a stupid pandemic. Yeah. We need to to do another virtual happy hour again. Yeah, we do. But if, 
you know, whatever your community is, um, whether, whether it's other entrepreneurs and photographers, or if it's like a church community or a neighborhood community or yeah. whatever, um, or if it's just, you know, you have a really tight Fortnite community and y'all, <laughs> hey, that's cool. while y'all are playing, that is awesome. Do uh, it. Like, like that, I, I think that community helps a ton with, yeah. uh, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, it just makes, makes you feel better that other people also feel this way and you're not a unicorn and uh, you know, you're a unicorn for other reasons, but absolutely. But everyone, you know, it's, it's not uh, like, uh, like uh, Maddie who was on the podcast last week, she posted that she was today years old whenever she found out what uh, Netflix and chill meant. Oh yes, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, I actually had no idea whenever it first came, when that phrase came out, and I asked a couple. I was like, yeah, we could do an engagement session. You know, we can go, you know, go hiking, or we could go like to the beach, or you know, go to a candy shop, or you know, Netflix and chill, or whatever y'all do. <laughs> They're like. Okay, whoa. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't, don't want that one. We're, we're good there. What kind of photographer did we hire? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, it makes you feel better that you're not the only one who doesn't know what certain phrases mean. But I'm learning new phrases every day with children. Did you know that the new word for outfit is fit? You're fit? Yeah. 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 No, I, okay. So Kennedy literally sent me this text the other day and I looked at her and I was like, cause she sent it to me from the kitchen. <laughs> okay. She said, I know my fit fire. If my mom don't like it, it was like a meme that she sent me. Oh, <laughs> so I looked, I literally looked at this and I was like, I, I don't, know. I don't know what words I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> what do these words mean I, together? I all these words but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Each of those have a meaning individually that I understand, but together they uh -huh. do not make sense. <laughs> so she had to explain to me. Now I get it. Yeah, it's like the reply. Now I get it. Yes, For yes. those of you that Whenever exactly. I understand that. Oh man, that's how mm -hmm. I felt. So yeah, it's, I know my outfit is awesome. If my mom doesn't like it, yeah. that's what that meant. Mm -hmm. And she thought that was hilarious and sent it to me. And I was like, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> what she probably thought. I'm, was I'm that really age. <laughs> <laughs> I know she tries to call me a boomer. I'm like, I'm not a boomer. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lovely people of Facebook and podcast world. Yes. It has been, it's been a great night talking to you guys yes. and getting to vent and tell you all of the things. Yes. Thanks know for that you are not alone if you are feeling the same way that we are feeling. Um, and if you've ever felt like this, know that you're not alone. Uh, we're, we're here for you. The community is here for you. Yep. Um, you know, we want... We want to help you out. Uh, hopefully you're able to take a couple things from this. Um, yeah. Even just some like, uh, I don't know, the precursory things of uh, uh, setting up an editor and, you know, looking at what you can streamline in your workflow to where you're not getting as overwhelmed whenever the busy season comes in in 2021. So hopefully yep. you're able to get get some out of this uh and if not thanks for listening uh it yeah was really fun <laughs> i enjoyed it uh, <laughs> we will see you later bye hey, bye
Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll, and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield, and you can find me on Instagram at AllHeartPhoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.